Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Donald Trump has been indicted, and Rita Cosby is all over it. Now the latest on The Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on The Rita Cosby Show, we are waiting for details on an indictment that has been handed up in the Trump Georgia case. Uh, We're trying to find out specifics because there are 10 multiple indictments, meaning 10 individuals likely. So this clearly shows that Fannie Willis, who is the DA there in Fulton County, is indeed trying to prepare a RICO racketeering case with a conspiracy, with a wide swath, and that this could potentially include attorneys close to the president, uh, alternate electors, local officials down there in Georgia, a variety of separate individuals. And we are waiting to hear more details. By the way, the Trump campaign putting out a statement saying the legal double standard set against President Trump must end. Uh, He earlier today bashed Fannie Willis uh, and said she is a phony, that she should be focused on crime in Georgia, as opposed to going after President Trump on what he says are made up charges. Also, uh, a little earlier, I was talking to Jesse Benal, one of Trump's attorneys, and he was saying that she should be focused on the murder rate in Georgia, which he pointed out was up 60 percent. And he said, yet she is going after President Trump. And now we have absolutely crossed the line in terms of politicization of the criminal justice system. So what are your reactions tonight? Uh, By the way, we will be talking to Roger Stone in about 10 minutes or so from now. Uh, Roger Stone, longtime Trump ally, longtime Trump friend, also an advisor to President Trump. Uh, We will be speaking with him about the big breaking news, and that will be coming up in about 10 minutes. You definitely do not want to miss that. What are your thoughts tonight as you're hearing that yet another endowment indictment has come down. Uh, Many people are saying that this is really a First Amendment case, very similar to the Jack Smith special counsel case. Uh, That's the case on election results tied to January 6th out of D.C., the national, the federal case. Uh, So why is this different? Well, this goes to Georgia electors and a lot of it tied to that phone call that President Trump made to then-Secretary of State in Georgia, Brad Raffsenberger, saying, hey, can you find me these votes? It was over 11,000 votes. Well, the Trump team saying, yeah, he felt that the election was rigged, that there were problems with the election, and find me to 11,000 legitimate votes. Find me 11,000 votes that he believed existed. Uh, The other side, Fannie Willis and others, are saying 
that that was him saying, get the votes no matter what, legal or not. Uh, So definitely two different interpretations. Where is this going? And the fact that now it looks like a wide swath with 10 multiple indictments, that is enormous news tonight. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Norm, line one. Norm, your thoughts. Hi, Rita. Three quick points. Tragic day for America as we devolve lower and lower to a banana republic. Two, agree with BJ that we have to contact all House Republicans 202-224-3121 and urge them for Biden's impeachment now. And finally, to the few misanthropes who might take pleasure in this indictment, you watch the stock market sink tomorrow. Put them in prison and watch the dollar crash and get used to singing, brother, can you spare a dime? Because we are heading for a depression. Well, we're certainly heading to a, a legal precipice. Uh, there is no question about it, Norm. And and how much of a pylon does this feel like to you? I mean, it feels like a massive pylon to me. Oh, it's 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 a, it's a massive pylon. It's uh, we're a laughing stock in the world. Um, uh, you know, I mean, of course, uh, the media will portray this as a, as a wonderful thing. The media will portray this as a wonderful thing until the media <laughs> the media can't 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 afford to support itself. Okay, they're they're slitting their own through. They're slitting America's throat and they're slitting their own throat. And uh, that's those are my thoughts. <laughs> Sad day in America, Norm. And what a day for yeah. justice. You know, as we're sitting here looking, um, you know, even uh, Democrats who I talked with earlier tonight, Norm, were saying, uh, hey, they're going to now vote for President Trump because they're just saying this is just a massive pylon. And the fact that they're going after this here it is. You know, two years later at a time where there's so many problems in the country uh, with our borders, with our national security, so many issues. I talked about crime in Georgia and so many other things. Is this where the focus should be at this moment? And especially the fact he is the leading opponent on the other side. Uh, Is this election interference norm coming so close to literally the debate? We're talking the debates about a week away. I mean, that you know, you have the first GOP primary debate literally about a week away, and now you got another indictment. It's like another month, another indictment, Norm. Yes. I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm very depressed about this. I mean, this is not a good thing. And uh, But uh, I don't have cable, so I ain't seeing it. I'm just listening. And tomorrow I'm going to buy the Post, which um, I'm – <laughs> going more and more to not buying because of their anti-Trump bias. But, well, Norm, Norm, you, uh, you, you know, I get you my just news need, from you guys. I was going to say, uh, I get my news from the, I get my news from the Post. But uh, I, I never had Fox, and uh, well, Norm, let me tell you, it. let me tell you, Norm, you don't need to listen anywhere else because you're going to have the latest, greatest here, um, and we will definitely keep you informed. And we have been covering it wall to wall all night. Uh, Norm, we love you and we appreciate always hearing from you. Let's go to Steve, uh, line two. Steve, your thoughts. Uh, Yeah, regarding the double standard and the prejudiced preference for the left uh, deep state over the average person who is probably a little right of center, um, I'm a lifelong Democrat, but I'm going to jump ship for the underdog Trump. So let's start jump for Trump. But a point of philosophical um, observation. The nation, when founded, chose as its symbol the bird, the eagle. 
as a symbol for the whole unified nation. And an eagle, any bird, has two wings, a left wing and a right wing. And the only way by which the bird of state, the living organism, can survive is if the two wings work cooperatively with each other and coordinatedly. If one wing, such as the left wing, keeps bashing the right wing and calls it a horror, eventually the bird of state, the nation, is going to crash to the ground and die. Eventually. It can't remain aloft if the wings are battling each other. And I think that is actually an analogy for what has been going on in the national politics. We've been watching a kind of psychosis of the bird with one wing bashing the other wing. You know what, Steve, that's a really powerful analogy. Um, That really is. It's amazing what you talk about, because we are all Americans at the end of the day, just like the eagle that needs both sides to fly. Uh, But if one side is continuing to bash the other side, uh, that eagle is not going to fly and the country is not going to soar. And that's not a good thing for American justice. That's a great, great analogy, Steve. Uh, Let's go to Alex, line one. Alex, your thoughts as we're waiting for details of this indictment that's been handed up in the Georgia case tied to President Trump. Again, 10 indictments, uh, which looks like 10 individuals. Go ahead, Alex. Yeah, uh, Rita, thanks for taking the call. And by the way, I'll just add on to that, that before Trump came in, the eagle was, was going well, but in the wrong direction because both parties were establishment working together was a uniparty. And Trump kind of ignited the reason why the Democrats are acting in the corrupt way that they are. It's really sad that Democratic voters have no problem with the corrupt justice system that we have now because they think when it comes to Trump, even if you explain to them that he did nothing wrong, they think everything is fair game because they view him as a monster. But what we got here, there is no credible evidence of Trump trying to get votes to be fabricated. And I also add this, if you think about it, if Trump wanted to get fake votes, he wouldn't turn to a Republican secretary of state. He would ask some Democrats. They have some pretty good you know, uh, experience with doing that. But if we're bringing a case against someone with no credible evidence, I'd say we have more evidence of election fraud than we have of Trump trying to get votes fabricated. So let's bring the charge and the case against the Democrats for stealing the election. Once you're going with no evidence at all, go with what has the most evidence, even though it's not enough, I'd say. Well, you know what's interesting, Alex? You hit on an interesting point, because in this case, um, it's talking about election tampering uh, so far, at least the earlier indictment, which they pulled quickly. So it may or may not be realistic, or it may be a roadmap to what is to come out. But they do talk about racketeering. They talk about um, impersonating a public officer, false statements, false documents, a couple things. Uh, it may put uh, all the election stuff on trial again. You know, be careful what yep. you wish for, uh, Democrats, because it may open the door to, you know, him going after a whole bunch of different things. It certainly can go after. I mean, I, I would start with uh, the Hunter Biden laptop. You know, I'd yep, say, but here's I, the question. Will right? they allow him to bring in that evidence? Well, I don't know if they'll allow him to bring in the evidence to show the election was stolen. They'll say, oh, that's not allowed because we're afraid it's going to incite an insurrection. You know, we've had cases in the past where they didn't allow everything to be shown. I mean, just with Trump, there was one case where they, you know, didn't bring the proper uh they left out things. I think it was with the Stormy Daniels story where they left out certain pieces of evidence that would have favored President Trump. So will they allow him to come with evidence that the election was indeed stolen? I think that's a very big question because they're or, not doing or, this to or show Alex, the truth. Or Alex, that they believed it and here's why. 
So, you know, because a lot of it could go into intent and can go into issues like that. There's a lot of layers here. Um, but it may open the door. You're right. Um, and who knows? Uh, the judge may say, no, 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 no. But they will fight it tooth and nail, I'm sure, in so many different ways. Uh, but boy, uh, this is just an incredible moment, Alex, uh, that here it is again, pretty similar to what's happening in the D.C. case of Jack Smith. Uh, here it is, and now trying to bring in others, trying to kind of up the ante to put pressure, you could see, on the president or others, hoping that they might fold against the president or somewhere else, because that's who they care about. They're just trying to knock out the president of the United States. Uh, so he can't run. So he's so tangled up. Uh, but the, tonight, the president obviously angry and calling it a witch hunt. 1-800-848-9222. And when we come back, we're going to be talking to Roger Stone, who has known the president for decades, uh, also advises him, good friend of his, get his take on this historic night. The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. Handling legal matters is stressful. So let the law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. provide you with the insightful counsel you deserve. The law offices of Frank Bruno Jr. has successfully handled thousands of cases for 25 plus years. They focus on elder law and estate planning, but are equipped to navigate you through all stages of family law and divorce to real estate law and probate. The law offices of Frank Bruno. Call 718-418-5000 or visit them at frankbrunolaw.com. That's frankbrunolaw.com. Frank Bruno. He's your numero uno. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news. Donald Trump has been indicted and Rita Cosby is all over it. Now the latest on the Rita Cosby show. And if you are just joining us, some big breaking news at any moment. We are expecting to get details in the indictment coming from Georgia. We do understand that there are 10 different indictments coming from the Georgia grand jury Uh, led by Georgia DA Fannie Willis. Well, joining us now to talk about all of this and the fact uh, that there is another indictment appears against Trump and now also nine others. And we are hoping to get details on all of that shortly. Is Roger Stone, a longtime friend and advisor to President Trump, also host of Roger's show there, 3 to 5 p.m. on Sunday on WABC Radio. Roger, thanks for joining us on this big breaking news night. Your reaction? Gee, Arita, if it's Monday, there must be another Trump indictment. I mean, this is really, uh, I think, quite transparent to the average American. I have listened to the entire transcript, the entire audio, and read the entire transcript of the phone conversation between President Trump and Secretary of State Raffensperger. By the way, there were six other attorneys uh, involved in the call, listening and participating in the call. And it is a misrepresentation to claim that Trump suggested to the Secretary of State that he, quote, find, close quote, 11,870 votes. What he does say quite clearly is 
that the Secretary of State has inadvertently already counted 11,870 illegal votes. And then Trump goes so far as to break them down. 5,200 of them were convicted felons. Another 1,113, I think it is, were people who were deceased and so on. So uh, this is yet another politically motivated uh, prosecution. Fannie Wills, the district attorney, she's out with a blast email raising money today. Uh, Contribute to my reelection so I can send Donald Trump to jail. Uh, I think it's a weak case. I hope that Trump's lawyers move immediately to remove it to federal court, which would give it a broader jurisdiction uh, and a much greater chance of a uh, suburban uh, jury pool. So where do you see this going? You bring up a great point, Roger Stone, uh, that in Georgia, uh, it is obviously heavily uh, against Trump. And you look at a pattern here. Uh, it almost feels it feels like the Democrats are venue shopping. You know, OK, well, maybe Florida is too favorable to Trump or too fair. Um, and now let's go. Obviously, there was one in New York before that. Then you've got D.C. Now you've got Georgia. You have three jurisdictions, at least out of the four that clearly are not that it's like, again, you can indict a ham sandwich. We know that we've heard that line. Uh, but in terms of going before juries, um, these juries, at least in those three cities, are not going to be favorable to Trump going in, don't you think? Uh, I, I agree with that. First of all, I make a distinction between Fulton County, which includes Atlanta, uh, and the entire state of Georgia. The Halderman report that was issued several months ago, which I think is a very heavily documented report uh, that kind of proves that there is mass based irregularities and anomalies in the Georgia vote count. One of the mistakes that I think uh, is being made is this assumption that either in the federal case in D.C. or even in this case in Georgia, that the president will have the opportunity to demonstrate the evidence on which he bases his conclusion and his belief, because his state of mind is crucial, I think, in both cases, that the election was inappropriately stolen from him. Whether or, not that, whether, that, whether or not that is accurate is immaterial. In order for these charges to stick, they have to be correct about Trump's state of mind, what he believed at the time that he exercised his First Amendment right and, and called out uh, his objection to, uh, to what he believed was a fraudulent election. just seems to me odd that that questioning the results of a public election is an egregious crime for which you should be incarcerated if you're Donald Trump, but not if you are Kamala Harris or Nancy Pelosi or Congressman Jerry Nadler or Congressman Jamie Raskin or Stacey Abrams or the 100 House Democrats who voted not to certify the Electoral College in 2016 when Donald Trump won. In those cases, it seems it's perfectly all right to question an election. But if you're Donald Trump, well, then it's not all right. Yeah. And you, by the way, you, you left off, Roger, uh, Benny Thompson, who head of the January 6th committee, the famous uh, one sided January 6th committee. And, and he questioned also, you know, uh, electors and the elections. You're right. It's a, it's a very different standard. We just have literally a few seconds left. What's your message about American justice, Raj? Uh, Donald Trump would not be indicted anywhere if he wasn't currently leading in the polls, uh, both for the Republican nomination 
and leading Joe Biden nationally and in every single swing state. This is all politically motivated animus towards him in an effort to derail his candidacy uh, and to denigrate him even further. Which is very sad and very un-American. And boy, what a mess we are in tonight in America. This is the standard for criminalization. Uh, Roger, thank you so much. We appreciate it. Everybody will continue with your calls after the break. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, which I love doing every night here on the Rita Cosby Show. And by the way, Professor Alan Dershowitz is going to be joining us in just about one minute with all the big breaking news that's happening tonight coming out of Georgia. But in tonight's Back the Blue segment, New Mexico State police officers are being hailed a hero for saving a baby's life. It happened in Las Cruces, New Mexico, and Officer Perez is being hailed a hero after he saved the newborn. A driver, 24 years old, was rushing his pregnant wife to the hospital after she began experiencing contractions that evening, but the baby didn't wait till they got there. Suddenly, an officer saw them run a red light. He was following them, and they pulled into the hospital. And as soon as Officer Perez got out of the police car, he immediately realized something was very wrong. He saw a baby on the front seat of the car. The baby was silent and motionless. The baby had been born in the car just minutes earlier as the parents rushed to get to the hospital. The umbilical cord was compressed, and he started slapping the baby on the back until the baby began to cry. He said, I have three of my own, so I knew exactly what I needed to do. The police department saying tonight he is a hero, and thank goodness he was there at the right time. Well, now, of course, some big breaking news tonight. Breaking news. Now the latest. Donald Trump has been indicted. Here's Rita Cosby. And tonight we are waiting for details as the indictment, which is now sealed uh, and is expected to be unsealed at any moment. Uh, We are waiting for details of it. This is tied to the Trump Georgia election probe. And there are said to be 10 different indictments. Well, joining us now for the very latest and his very important reaction is the author of a great book called Get Trump. How appropriate is that given the news tonight? Uh, joining us is great constitutional scholar Alan Dershowitz. Professor Dershowitz, your reaction again now that uh, you've been able to absorb a little bit of it because it's just coming in, obviously. Well, I predicted it in Get Trump. I guess that's why uh, Mark Levin called me the Nostradamus of the legal profession, because I've made a lot of predictions in my book, Get Trump, and so far every one of them has come true. And I predict there'll be convictions, but they'll be reversed on appeal because the theory And the strategy is for Democratic prosecutors to rush to get convictions before the election, try to impact the election. Then they know they'll lose these cases on appeal. But by that time, the election will be over and the impact will no longer be important. So it's a total abuse of the constitutional system, the legal system, the rule of law. And every American should be very concerned about this. When you go after the man who's running for president against 
the current president. It better be the strongest case imaginable. And this is one weak case after the other. The weakest, obviously, the New York case, then the Washington, D.C. case, this case. Uh, the Florida case may be a little stronger, but it's not a it's not a serious case. It's a case, you know, involving possession of classified material, which so many people have had, so many current and past politicians. So, I, you know, I just don't think any of the four cases meets the standard that must be met when you're going to try to influence an election by indicting uh, the man running against the president. And by the way, I say indicting. It's the prosecutor who indicted here. What's the best proof of that? It was leaked to the website even before the jury voted, the grand jury voted. So the grand jury is just a rubber stamp. You shouldn't take seriously the fact that a grand jury indicted. No, it's the prosecutor who indicted. And by the way, uh, Professor Dershowitz, also, it's a grand jury in Georgia, and that's not necessarily favorable terrain for President Trump, nor is New York and nor is D.C., as you know. Well, I think anywhere there's a grand jury, you're going to get an indictment. I've been doing this 60 years. I don't remember any case where a grand jury refused to accept uh, the demand of the prosecutor to indict. Remember, the grand jury only hears the prosecutor's side of the case. They don't hear the defense side of the case. You know, it's just one-sided. So, of course, you're going to get an indictment. So the presumption of innocence still applies. And I do think there are going to be reversals on appeal here. But just as you brought up, Professor Dershowitz, that could be a long time coming until, you know, uh, the reversal. And just like you said, here it is. He is the leading candidate. We're like a week away from the first debate. The first debate is next week, the primary. Then, of course, uh, you know, we heard the the special counsel in the Jack Smith case. This is in the case about elections, the January 6th case. He's trying to get it started January 2nd. Uh, You know, that's I mean, come on. It's crazy. I've done this again 60 years. I've never heard of a case with a complicated indictment indicted in the summer and tried in the same winter. It's just unheard of. Usually it takes at least a year. I've seen cases that take two and three years while the defendant has been in prison. And they never rush a case like this in January. They want to have one case after the other. You know, the the, the Washington case in January, the Florida case in May. New York will probably follow that, and then who knows when Fulton County would be. But they want to completely preoccupy Donald Trump and prevent him from running an effective campaign. Of course, it's backfired so far, and his numbers have gone up. As I've said over and over again, I demand my constitutional right to vote against Trump for the third time in a fair election, and you can have your constitutional right to vote for him. But no American should be denied their right to vote for or against a candidate based on bureaucrats or based on prosecutors and based on judges or juries that ought to be left up to the to the voters. Professor Dershowitz, what does it mean in terms of his commitments? Um, like, you know, this case, this is a state case. Uh, the New York one, obviously, is a state case. Then you got the two federal case with the ones by Jack Smith. Where are his commitments of when he has to appear in court? Um, and again, we don't even know all the details of this yet, but what takes precedent? Obviously, the federal case. Does he have to be in court every day if, if suddenly the judge says, yeah, January 2nd, even as extraordinary yeah. and crazy as that seems yeah. to you and I, it's would general, he have to be there general, every day? Yeah. He has to be there every day. Wow. Um, and uh, it's not like a civil case where you can waive the right to be there. Generally, you have to be there. There can be some exceptions, but not for campaigning. The judge in the D.C. case has already said she's not going to take into account the campaign. He's just like any other defendant who has a job. And no, that's not the point. Defendants who have jobs, they have their own jobs. We're talking about the American people being denied their right to 
vote in a fair election and, 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 and being denied an election that doesn't have election interference. It may not be intended to be election interference, but the effect is certainly going to be election interference. Yeah, and, and that's the question. Let me ask you, how is this different, too, with now that we're hearing that there's 10 indictments? I know when you and I spoke a little earlier tonight, um, we weren't sure to the extent of it. Now we're hearing it's 10 indictments. Um, you know, I was talking with one of the Trump attorneys a little earlier, Professor, and he was saying that signals to him 10 different individuals. Is that how you read it to for folks listening out there? It's very likely that there are 10 individuals, but you can have an indictment that has multiple individuals. RICO indictments have multiple individuals. And you could have also people named as unindicted co-conspirators. Terribly unfair to name somebody as an unindicted co-conspirator and then not give them the right to defend themselves and put pressure on them to flip or else you'll indict them. People are playing dirty pool here. It starts Friday with, or it didn't start, but it continued Friday with uh, Garland appointing a man, a special counsel, who's ineligible. He's not permitted to be special counsel. You have to be from outside the government. And yet uh, uh, he appears, Garland appears to have broken the law, to have flouted the, the regulations that he's bound by. So, you know, nothing is going according to the rule of law in this entire series of cases. And uh, and, and I, mean, I mean by that the Biden cases and the Trump cases, they seem to be special, special partisan justice. And that's just not what the American people want. And Rita, thank you so much for keeping up with all this. You're you're a great commentator. I have to leave now, but um, thank you, Professor. I'm always happy to be on. Thank Thank you. you. We love having you on, and we so appreciate it, Professor. Thank you very, very much. The great Professor Alan Dersterwitz, uh, the best in the business there with this big, big breaking news. What are your thoughts, everybody? 1 800 848 9222. You also heard uh, from the professor saying that Trump has to be there every day on a federal case. Um, And you would imagine maybe also with the Georgia case, but in the federal case, for sure, uh, Trump would have to be there every day. Campaigning is not an excuse. And if they're talking about starting on January 2nd, what is he going to like go and then outside speak about the campaign? You know, I guess he's going to have a captive audience for sure, because there will be lots of cameras uh, no matter where it is. Um, If it's in Georgia, there will be cameras inside. Uh, There will also be a mugshot, according to the sheriff there in Georgia. And you would bet that they would probably set a date very soon for the actual arraignment. Um, We are waiting again to see who else is listed in those indictments. You just heard from Professor Dershowitz that it looks like multiple individuals, at least 10, they could be still listed in a same indictment, but it would probably mean at least 10 individuals. And this would fit with that whole RICO racketeering standard, this conspiracy to basically overturn the election. Um, similar to what they do with the mob, like planning a hit to Jimmy this, to do that. That The RICO standard came into place uh, during very much during the mob time. And it looks like that is the route that Fannie Willis, who is the DA there in Fulton County, Georgia, is going for. Uh, any moment we expect to also hear about the indictment. As soon as that comes in, we will play that for you live. Uh, so you will hear it here first. Uh, on the Rita Cosby Show, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Susan, line six. Susan, your thoughts tonight. What a wild night, huh? Well, you know, I just think we need to have a little different mindset. I've heard people say, like, oh, President Trump didn't do anything wrong. 
Well, we know that these indictments, all legal scholars say that they are not, you know, founded in the law. But what the reason President Trump is under attack is because they did everything right. And the leftists that have taken over uh, the Democrats um, in the way of, for instance, he wanted to have the Keystone Pipeline. The Democrats that are for this green, uh, fake, um, you know, ideology, they just want to take over our economic system. They've already admitted that. So uh, President Trump also, you know, he took back regulations so that we could have, um, you know, a, a vibrant economy. He put tariffs on China. He did everything right. So, Susan, what's your point tonight? No, that we have many um, established uh, entities in our country that are fighting, that are for the the things that are taking down America, like investing in Chinese businesses. That Susan, sorry, Susan, sorry. What is what is what is your point about how that relates to the indictment tonight? Do you believe that they're targeting him? Because he's trying to, you know, he was a, you know, a, a, a deep state breaker. I mean, is that why? The, le- the, the whole thing, the deep state breaker, the whole idea that he wants to take down. He's America first. There's many entities in our country that are profiting on on the funds from our enemies. So this is much there's not that he didn't do anything wrong. It's that he did everything right. And that's why they fear him and they are going to this extent. Well, they because sure are. They sure are targeting him. I agree with you on that, Susan, that uh, that if the name wasn't Trump, uh, I do not think uh, we would be where we are tonight. Uh, any which way but loose. Uh, we're going to continue with your calls after the break, everybody. one 800 848 9222 and you're listening to the Rita Cosby show as we are awaiting that indictment to be unsealed again 10 indictments according to multiple reports 10 indictments could mean at least 10 individuals and we expect to have more details momentarily it's the Rita Cosby show on 77 WABC Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news. Donald Trump has been indicted, and Rita Cosby is all over it. Now the latest on the Rita Cosby Show. And welcome back to the Rita Cosby Show. We are awaiting a press conference at any moment from Fulton County, Georgia, where they will be talking about the indictment, which is about to be unsealed. The Fulton County District Attorney there, Fannie Willis, who seems to be intent to go after Trump, which she has been for two years now. 
uh, looks like she got her wish, an indictment tonight. And we're told that there are 10 different indictments, meaning probably at least 10 different individuals, i.e. a racketeering conspiracy case. As soon as she comes out, we will bring that to you live. We have the best coverage anywhere. Uh, And probably uh, just to give you a sense of what's ahead, Greg Jarrett, Uh, The great Fox News legal analyst will also be joining us at the top of the hour to give us his great analysis. He knows this case inside and out, and he will be talking about what he knows so far and what this means to President Trump on the campaign trail. What is the expectation? Also, where is this case headed, especially with the multiple racketeering allegations that were coming out earlier that were leaked out? Uh, and then quickly taken off the website. So it looks like it is at least a conspiracy racketeering case, which is what Fannie Willis had indicated she was going to try to get, and in fact has been even kind of campaigning on, talking about it very publicly, and has had a history of going after also racketeering cases in the past tied to a teacher's group. She's done others. So this sort of seems par for the course. But what an unbelievable night this is. And another historic night uh, where it looks like yet a fourth indictment against President Trump. And as soon as we get that, we will bring that to you live. We continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Frank in Maine, line four. Frank, your thoughts about all of this. Uh, Rita, always a pleasure. You know, Rita... This seesaw is getting annoying and boring. I'm going to say this. What, what's going to happen tomorrow? Is, is McCarthy going to come out and say they're going to impeach Biden again? Um, they're going to try to get him again. It, it seems like the Republicans are all talk. Democrats are all action. They're doing it, and they're making sure they do it. The Republicans aren't doing ugats, and I mean that sincerely, ugats about Biden. They're just letting him slide. They're saying a lot of lip service, but nothing's happening. No movement, nothing. Yet, the Democratic side, they're ready to throw Trump into, into Fulton County prison and leaving him there. It's really a sad situation. It seems like nothing's getting done in Congress except for this, and it seems like it seems like they have they have already destroyed Trump's chances to become president. Rita, have a great night. Thank you so much, Frank. And uh, we'll keep everybody posted. Uh, 1-800-848-9222. one 848 Let's go to Mike on line one. Mike, your thoughts. I don't, I don't, Rita. Yeah, this is the best thing that happened to our great American country, Judeo-Christian country. And the best thing that could happen to Trump, because uh, he's fighting like the president that he is, not only for himself, but for the country's freedom. And this is this is a great opportunity and a great opportunity for Trump to 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 show his innocence and to show the corruption that this Democratic Party is in. All he has to do is continue putting his blind faith in Jesus Christ, because the Rico Act is not going to fare too well. With the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Mike, thank you very, very much. We appreciate it. What a a wild day. And uh, prayers for President Trump and prayers for America tonight. Wow. Uh, Let's go to Larry, line two. Larry, your thoughts. Rita, Rita, how many RICO cases did you ever hear that didn't involve money? Were there racketeers to get electric votes? 
I mean, this is the most ridiculous thing. You know, I want to, I'm going to say something that you'll never hear from Dershowitz or any other lawyer. <clears throat> These are bad faith cases. The prosecutor, pr- prosecutors themselves know that there's no criminal intent. The only way they could bring cases like this is with a corrupt judiciary. That's what we have in this country. We have a corrupt judiciary. Otherwise, the prosecutors would be subject to, to uh, sanctions, including disbarment for bringing a bad faith case. A bad faith case is where they know that there's no criminal intent. That is the worst faith case, the worst faith case. And that's what's being done right now. We have a corrupt judicial system in this country, and the judges are in the bag. In other words, the prosecutors know they could get away with anything, but they're not supposed to. They're not supposed to, Rita. Yep, absolutely. By the way, um, I want to also, Larry, just uh, introduce what we're hearing now. The charges listed in the Georgia indictment, racketeering, um, also solicitation, a violation of an oath of public office, a variety of charges against President Trump, uh, forgery in the first degree, false documents, false statement in writing, solicitation, a violation of oath by a public officer and false statement in writings. Um, so these are interesting charges, again, against President Trump uh, in Georgia. It has just been released, apparently, by Reuters. Um, so we're quoting Reuters. Uh, there also are reports um, that uh, multiple reports that there are other individuals who've been indicted. Again, I am re- reporting Reuters. Reuters is saying that Rudy Giuliani has been indicted. Reuters is saying that John Eastman has been indicted. And Reuters is saying that Mark Meadows, who is the former chief of staff of President Trump, those are unconfirmed reports. Uh, but it's important to say that NBC saying that 18 others have been indicted. Uh, this is an extraordinary moment if indeed Trump and 18 others indicted in the Georgia election probe. Uh, Boy, uh, what an unbelievable, unbelievable moment this is um, as we are waiting right now to see uh, when there will be actual a press conference that is taking place uh, in Georgia. Um, Real quick, um, we're going to be going to a break in just a moment. And as soon as that press conference starts, we will break in and it may be at any moment, but we'll take a break and we're going to come right back. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Now the latest. Donald Trump has been indicted. Here's Rita Cosby. And it is another historic, unprecedented night in America. The former president of the United States has indeed been indicted yet again, along with more than a dozen other individuals, this case in Georgia, tied to election interference at any moment 
we should be hearing from Fulton County, Georgia, District Attorney Fannie Willis. We will bring that to you live. Let's go to Fox News legal analyst Greg Jarrett, who is with us now live on this extraordinary news night. Uh, Greg, you probably have had a chance to look at the indictment. It literally just came out about two minutes ago. Uh, Your thoughts and kind of give us your interpretation of it. Well, I haven't read the indictment itself fairly lengthy. I've uh, got the summary of charges in front of me. Um, You know, it looks like they threw everything in here but the kitchen sink. Uh, But number one is violation of the uh, racketeering statute in Georgia. And, you know, I must say that, and I know racketeering cases fairly well. Uh, One of my uh, first trials was a racketeering case. And, uh, you know, this seems far-fetched. Racketeering requires proof of an organized criminal enterprise coupled with a repeated pattern of systemic illegal behavior. Normally that involves extortion for monetary profit, control of property, uh, things that occur on a recurring basis. That, That doesn't fit here. This was a singular alleged episode of brief duration while Trump and his counsel were asking Georgia officials for a reconsideration of votes cast. So this strikes me as, you know, an attempt to uh, tar Trump uh, with guilt by association. Um, I'm looking at some of these other charges. They seem to center around uh, this conversation that Trump and his lawyers have with the Secretary of uh, State, uh, Brad Raffensperger. And it seems that the district attorney, Fannie Willis, is contorting Trump's words. Uh, She had previously in a court filing claimed that Trump told the secretary of state to find 11,780 votes. But that's not what he said. You actually have to read the transcript. Trump said that he himself, not the secretary of state, was looking to find 12,000 votes. Why? Because that represented his deficit. So, of course, he was looking for that. Common sense. All candidates say that. They want to find valid votes that were not counted and invalid votes that were counted. That's not a crime. I think you have to look at the full record of the conversation. Trump wasn't asking Raffensperger to... uh, do something illegal or commit fraud. He was grousing about the vote count and demanding a recalculation. The law allows him to ask for that. So I think the DA is misconstruing purposefully Trump's words to support these felony charges. You know, uh, Greg Jarrett, um, I was talking with Professor Alan Dershowitz just a few moments ago in his take Uh, was similar to yours, where he was saying he was going over when he read the whole transcript of that call, which is the heart of it all. Um, And in fact, I want to play, let's play a little bit of it too. Um, But what Professor Dershowitz has said is that, yeah, that when he was going through it with him saying, well, wait a minute, why were convicted felons allowed to vote? Why were some of these others, these should have been thrown out basically. Uh, Let's do, let's go through it and get a legitimate count. Um, here's part of the call, and I want to get your reaction. Here's that call that's the heart of it all. They are shredding ballots, in my opinion, based on what I've heard, and they are removing machinery, uh, and they're moving it as fast as they can. 
both of which are criminal fines, and you can't let it happen, and you are letting it happen. You know, I mean, I'm notifying you that you're letting it happen. So, look, all I want to do is this. I just want to find uh, 11,780 votes, which is one more than we have, because we won the state. So when you hear that, it's interesting. You put some great context to it. There he talks about problems with the machinery. So saying, hey, listen, there's a lot of problems. I just want you to go through it and and let's get a legitimate count. Yeah, he's talking about his vote deficit in the context of uh, complaining. Well, you know, every losing candidate complains, right? You have a right to complain. Complaining is not a crime, uh, and they, and you have a right to contest a vote too, right? I mean, how many do. times do you ask for do candidates ask for recounts or review right. of all things? The time. Right, all the time in close races. You know, uh, Trump's lawyers are complaining about, and you heard part of it there: ballot irregularities, moving machines around, moving ballots around, violations of election laws. Uh, he complains about the court's failure to act on their petition. He's, you know, he's urging the secretary of state to do his duty uh, to to take a closer look at this because he believes he's convinced you can hear it in his voice uh, that that something was terribly amiss here in the vote count. And the entire conversation makes it abundantly clear that Trump's team was asking for a review. You just heard him say that. Now, that, of course, is a common demand and permitted under law. So, you know, bottom line, exercising your legal rights to challenge the integrity of voting systems is not criminal. It's not defrauding the government if you believe you're acting lawfully, nor is it a crime to challenge the certification of electors. Uh, Democrats did it in 2001, 2005, 2017. So, uh, you know, answer me this question, Rita. It's okay for Democrats to do it, but it's a crime for Donald Trump to do it? That's absurd. This is a threat to the rule of law, to our democratic systems, and most importantly, equal justice under law. Does he have to appear uh, for this case, too? Um, Do you know how that works? Greg Jarrett, I know on the federal cases. Yeah, I mean, he's got to make a first appearance for arraignment. Uh, and, you know, the sheriff is saying, I'm going to take a mug shot. Yes, and, and cameras. And cameras in the courtroom, too, oh, we course. understand, of course. Yeah. Now, look, I've always been in favor of cameras in the courtroom. Tonight was a charade. You know, uh, handing up an indictment to a judge for his signature doesn't involve reading the indictment. And everybody knows that. Uh, But, you know, there is the judge uh, who decided to stay for several hours. Why? Uh, Because Fannie Willis was caught and the clerk's office caught by actually downloading the charges before the grand jury ever voted on them. Yes. That shows that the entire indictment was preordained, that the grand jury uh, was simply a rubber stamp and a charade. Uh, you know, there, there's no adversarial uh, element to a grand jury proceeding. There's no cross-examination. The defense is not allowed to be there, much less put on a case. And prosecutors like Fannie Willis don't, don't give a damn uh, about fairness 
um, simply present their side of the story in a skewed way. And there are no rules of evidence so that inadmissible evidence at trial is admissible in front of a jury. And there's rarely a judge who's sitting there saying, oh, wait a minute, that's triple hearsay. You can't present that. No, it's a free-for-all and today's events prove it. Yeah, absolutely. And Greg, I'm glad you reminded me because you and I talked a couple hours ago, and you're right. When that thing came out, I thought, oh, that's really odd. Um, and then, oh, no, no, no. And then suddenly they rushed this because some of these other people were supposed to testify tomorrow. Suddenly they got called in today. So they're just trying to cover their uh, their behind. But your point is well taken that it's just a rubber stamp. She didn't care about the process. She already had it all written up and ready to go. You know, and it oh, was yeah. like. I mean, you look at the list in front of me of the final. Uh, indictments handed up, they're almost identical uh, to what was released earlier. So the clerk was lying when uh, he or she said, oh, you know, uh, don't rely, that's fictitious. Well, no, it wasn't fictitious. It was real. Uh, they, They had it all prepared. And, you know, frankly, the grand jury was utterly irrelevant. Yeah, how sad. Yeah, it is sad. What a sad day for American justice. Uh, Greg Jarrett, thank you so much, my friend, uh, the great legal expert there on Fox News and great author, too. Thank you, my My friend. Thank you, Greg. We really appreciate it. We're going to go to a break now. And when we come back, more of your calls. Also, we're waiting for that live press conference, and we will bring that to you as soon as that happens from the DA, who it looked like, yeah, I agree with Greg Jarrett. It was like... The uh, grand jury was just sort of a foregone conclusion. She knew what she wanted and looks like she got it. She's going to talk about it later. Uh, And as soon as that happens, we're going to bring that to you live. We'll be back right after the break. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. This is The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. is the Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news. Now the latest. Donald Trump has been indicted. Here's Rita Cosby. And tonight, Donald Trump is not alone. Uh, We are waiting for Fannie Willis, who is the district attorney in Fulton County, Georgia. And as soon as she comes out, With her remarks, you will hear it here live on the Rita Cosby Show. Uh, The indictment has just been unsealed. It is a 41-count indictment against President Trump, Rudy Giuliani, uh, John Eastman, who is another one of the attorneys, Mark Meadows, who is the former chief of staff of President Trump, also another attorney or two, Uh, Jenna Lynn Ellis, who's another attorney also as well, um, and a series of other individuals all tied to what they say was election interference. You could claim what the DA is doing is election interference because clearly President Trump is the leading candidate on the GOP side. And the first debate is next week. Uh, this is just an extraordinary moment, and he may have an arraignment in the next few days or next week now tied to the Georgia case. Uh, what makes Georgia different on a couple different levels? First off, it is a state case versus the ones from Jack Smith, 
There will also be cameras in the courtroom. Some boy, what a uh, crazy moment that is going to be. You thought the OJ trial with all the televised was going to be wild? Wait till you see this one in Georgia. It's going to be a wild one. And then also there will be apparently a mugshot. The sheriff's been boasting about that. Fanny Willis right now uh, putting up a big sign saying, you know, uh, ready to speak kind of thing. This is her moment. She has been saying for months, uh, basically two years, I'm going to get President Trump. And then tonight coming down with a multiple indictment, again, tied to racketeering and conspiracy. And that's where this gets interesting. How is this racketeering, as you just heard from legal experts in the last hour or two here on the Rita Cosby Show, where typically racketeering is tied to extortion of funds of property, usually done over a period of time. You could make the case nothing of that happened in this case. This was about questioning the election. And when you just heard that call, that very famous call, we played it a little bit ago, which is really the heart of this case, where President Trump says, listen, there were problems with the machines. There were problems with this. There were convicts that were voting. Uh, How could these basically be legal votes? Can you find these votes? In other words, go through it again. Um, He doesn't say, hey, make it up, uh, create, do fabricated votes, whatever it takes. That's a very different case. That isn't the case. Uh, You could also make the argument that President Trump, I promise you, if I was talking to President Trump right now on the air and we've interviewed him many times, I've talked to him hundreds of times over the last two or three decades, uh, he would probably say, yeah, I believe the election was stolen. He believes he was asking for a recount. He believes he was asking for the correct votes that it was stacked against him and that there was some funny business down there. How many times do... Those in elections question the validity of votes all the time. And you can bet that that will be the argument in this case, that many Democrats have questioned electors, have questioned voting processes, have questioned the legitimacy of other candidates. Uh, So it's okay for them to do it, but not President Trump. So, again, just to give you a sense of some of the charges against President Trump, racketeering, solicitation, a violation of an oath by a public officer, conspiracy, false stating uh, statements and writings, falling uh, false documents. Those are just some of the charges. Also, again, Rudy Giuliani, his attorney, also getting several charges slapped at him. John Eastman, another attorney, Mark Meadows going after him on a series of charges. It looks like on most of them, they are tying the racketeering charges to almost every single individual. It looks like I'm going through the list right now. It looks like every single one of them has been charged with racketeering. Part of a widespread swath of conspiracy is basically the argument. And we will hear it from the woman herself, Fannie Willis, uh, the Democrat there in Georgia, who has been intent on going after Trump. How much of this is politics? I'd say 100 percent. I mean, this is talk about a pylon and talk about the fact that this is a woman who has been saying over and over and over again. Her intent is to look into this. She's questioned Trump. Uh, She's questioned the phone call, as have the Democrats down there and number of others. And now she has gotten her wish and also pulled many others into this web. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Judith. Judith, your thoughts tonight. Line one. 
Hi, good evening, Rita. Um, let me tell you something. You want to talk about some funny business. Talk about Georgia, and he's looking for votes, okay? What about those 12 suitcases? How many votes can you stuff in those 12 suitcases that were hidden under the tables when all of a sudden the bathrooms weren't working, you know, and they had everyone go? like in four four swing states in Georgia. Well, and that's why, Judith, by the way, Judith, that's why, you know, Trump will try to bring in some of these things and say, listen, um, in in general, um, and and there may be logical reasons for a lot of these things, you know, but just let's get, let's just talk about sort of the essence of it, the essence of him questioning an election um, and saying that it was not correct and trying to do uh, what he thought would expose it how is that illegal compared to all these others? And let's talk about Democrats through the years who have talked about questioning the electors, not accepting electors. Uh, you know, it, it's a fair point. Why is it acceptable when they do it, but not when Trump has questions? Uh, do you see two different standards of justice, Judith, in America? It, let me tell you something. What I'm trying to point out with the Trill suitcases, it happened in Georgia. I got right? so, Judith. So, I got it. So, I got all that. Okay, I got all okay. that. I, I'm, I I'm, tell you I'm, I'm past wanna, that. I'm past that, and I want you to be past that. So go ahead. Rita, you know what? This is called distract, distract, distract from the real criminals, and that's the Biden crime family with everything going on. They'll do anything to distract the public. And this total two-year failure that we've been living under with this commander in thief. I call him the commander in thief. He should be prosecuted. He should be uh, court-martialed for treason. I'm sorry. Okay, this is a malicious political hit job, and it's unconstitutional, and it's not going to hold. Well, Judith, and listen, I think a lot of people are angry tonight. I feel your anger, too. We're going to continue after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Support Our Heroes. And in tonight's Support Our Hero segment, which I love doing every night here on the show from Whiteville, North Carolina, where a retired Air Force veteran was recognized for his decades of military service. Retired Air Force Lieutenant Colonel James Newman was honored with a pinning ceremony at Lower Cape Fear Life Care, and it took place on Saturday. Newman, by the way, flew planes all during the Vietnam War, as well as during Operation Desert Shield. Now 79 years old, veteran Newman has been in hospice care since being diagnosed with Alzheimer's back in 2009. And how beautiful to see that he was honored for his great service. Thank you so much to him and, of course, to all of our veterans out there, and especially our Vietnam veterans. Welcome home. We love you and also deeply Deeply appreciate you. Breaking news. Now the latest. Donald Trump has been indicted. Here's Rita Cosby. And we are continuing our wall-to-wall coverage here on the Rita Cosby Show. We are awaiting a press conference, which is expected to take place at any moment. This is with Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney 
very much a Democrat, Fannie Willis, uh, who is going to be coming out and making her announcement. She's expected to do a press conference at any moment and talking about the multiple charges in the indictment. Uh, The indictment handed down again in Georgia just a little bit ago, and it is a 41 count indictment against Trump and 18 others. I can give you some of the names as I am looking at the indictment sheet right now. Uh, It is the state of Georgia versus Donald John Trump, also against Rudy Giuliani, John Eastman, Mark Meadows, uh, Ken Chesbro, who is one of the attorneys, also Jeffrey Clark, another attorney, Jenna Ellis, another attorney, and a series of others. Again, 19 in total, including President Trump. The charges, uh, again, 41 counts total, and all of them are tied to a violation of the Georgia RICO Act, which is racketeering. And as you have heard from our legal experts throughout the night, typically racketeering charges are done over time. They usually involve money or some sort of form of extortion and also a change of property or money or funds or something of value such as that. Um, And also, again, the element of some sort of extortion. If you don't do this, then we haven't heard any of that at that time. And we are expecting, again, to hear from Fannie Willis at any moment. Again, it is a 41-count sweeping indictment against President Trump and also 18 others. And this is also the Georgia case. And again, here is going to be Fannie Willis at any moment talking about the charges and the others that are indicted on this historic night where President Trump has now been indicted a fourth time. Again, you have the charges in New York, you have the charges in Georgia, and here is Fannie Willis. Thank you for joining us. I'm here with the prosecutors and investigators who have worked diligently on the investigation of criminal attempts to interfere in the administration of Georgia's 2020 presidential election. Today, based on information developed by that investigation, a Fulton County grand jury returned a true bill of indictment, charging 19 individuals with violations of Georgia law arising from a criminal conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election in this state. The indictment includes 41 felony counts and is 97 pages long. Please remember that everyone charged in this bill of indictment is presumed innocent. Specifically, the indictment brings felony charges against Donald John Trump, Rudolph William Louis Giuliani, John Charles Eastman, Mark Randall Meadows, John Cheeseboro, Jeffrey Clark, Jenna Lynn Ellis, Ray Stallings Smith III, Robert David Cheeley, Michael A. Roman, David James Schaefer, Sean 
Micah Tresher Steele, Stephen Cliffguard Lee, Harrison William Prescott Floyd, Travion C. Cootie, Sydney Catherine Powell, Kathleen Austin Latham, Scott Graham Hall, and Misty Hampton, also known as Emily Misty Hayes. Every individual charged in the indictment is charged with one count of violating Georgia's Racketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organizations Act through participation in a criminal enterprise in Fulton County, Georgia and elsewhere to accomplish the illegal goal of allowing Donald J. Trump to seize the presidential term of office beginning on January 20th, 21. Specifically, the participants in association took various actions in Georgia and elsewhere to block the counting of the votes of the presidential electors who were certified as the winners of Georgia's 2020 general election. As you examine the indictment, you will see acts that are identified as overt acts and those that are identified as predicate acts, sometimes called acts of racketeering activity. Overt acts are not necessarily crimes under Georgia law in isolation but are alleged to be acts taken in furtherance of the conspiracy. Many occurred in Georgia and some occurred in other jurisdictions and are included because the grand jury believes they were part of the illegal effort to overturn the results of Georgia's 2020 presidential election. The acts identified as predicate acts or acts of racketeering activity are crimes that are alleged to have been committed in furtherance of the criminal enterprise. Acts of racketeering activity are also charged as separate counts in the indictment against those who are alleged to have committed them. All elections in our nation are administered by these states, which are given the responsibility of ensuring a fair process and an accurate counting of the votes. That includes elections for presidential electors, Congress, state officials, and local offices. The state's role in this process is essential to the functioning of our democracy. Georgia, like every state, has laws that allow those who believe that results of an election are wrong, whether because of intentional wrongdoing or unintentional error to challenge those results in our state courts. The indictment alleges that rather than abide, abide by Georgia's legal process for election challenges, the defendants engaged in a criminal racketeering enterprise to overturn Georgia's presidential election result. Subsequent to the indictment, as is the normal process in Georgia law, the, the grand jury issued arrest warrants for those who are charged. 
I am giving the defendants the opportunity to voluntarily surrender no later than noon on Friday, the 25th day of August, 2023. I remind everyone here that an indictment is only a series of allegations based on a grand jury's determination of probable cause to support the charges. It is now the duty of my office to prove these charges in the indictment beyond a reasonable doubt at trial. I would like to take a moment to thank, thank the Superior Court Clerk, Shay Alexander, and her staff for staying late and making sure that this indictment was processed. I would also like to thank the men and women of Sheriff Labatt's office for keeping the courthouse open, but most importantly for keeping us safe over the weeks and months that have led up to this indictment and for what I know they will continue to do to keep us safe. We also want to thank the Atlanta Police Department and other law enforcement partners who have worked with the sheriff to keep us safe. I will now take a very limited number of questions prior uh, to going to sleep. <laughs> I'll go first. Um, if you don't mind, Savannah Levins with 11 Alive. Quick question, can you clarify in Georgia uh, the mandatory minimum when it comes to RICO charges, whether it's servable by probation or how that might play out? The, the RICO charges has time that you have to serve, so it is not a probated sentence. Madam District Attorney, what's the timetable for your trial? What is the timetable for the trial? Yes. As you know, in this jurisdiction, trials are set by the judges. Um, and so it will be the judge that sets the date of the trial. This office will be su submitting a proposed scheduling order within this week. However, that will totally be at the discretion of the judge. And want to be good. You're the fourth person, the fourth jurisdiction now to indict Donald Trump. Do you believe you need to be the fourth one to try him? Or could you move it up? Do you want to be the first to try him? I don't have any desire to be first or last. I want to try him and be respectful for our sovereign states. Um, we do want to move this case along, and so we will be asking for a proposed order that occurs a trial date within the next six months. Earlier today, there was a fictitious document, according to the Fulton County Clerk's Office, that was circulated online with charges against former President Donald Trump. Those, that fictitious document uh, matched exactly the charges that we now see in this indictment. Can you tell us more about that document leak? Uh, because now you have the former president's lawyers who are saying that this is emblematic of a serious problem with your office. No, I can't tell you anything about um, what you refer to. What I can tell you is that we had a grand jury here in Fulton County. They deliberated till almost 8 o'clock, if not right after 8 o'clock. An indictment was returned. It was true billed, and you now have an indictment. Um, I am not an expert on clerk's duties um, or even administrative duties. I wouldn't know how to work that system, and so I'm not going to speculate. Not Next you question. Have you had any contact with the special counsel about overlap between these cases, and do you intend to try all of these defendants together? Do I intend to try the 19 defendants in this indictment together? Yes. Yes. And have you had any contact with the special counsel about the overlap between this indictment and the federal indictment? I'm not going to discuss our investigation at this time. Have there been any conversations? The arguments made by former President Trump that this is a politically motivated indictment. I make decisions in this office based on the facts and the law. 
Um, the law is completely nonpartisan. That's how decisions are made in every case. To date, this office has indicted, since I've been sitting as a district attorney, over 12,000 cases. This is the 11th RICO indictment. We followed the same process. We look at the facts, we look at the law, and we bring charges. conversations about the terms of surrender? Will you try this case yourself, Has Ms. And you have been listening live on this unbelievable night in American history, where now Fulton County, Georgia District Attorney Fannie Willis has announced the indictments against President Trump and 18 others. Some of the highlights from what you just heard with me. She's going to ask for a trial date within six months. She also said racketeering in Georgia. This is extremely significant. Uh, There is no probation. In other words, if you are convicted, you are mandatorily required to serve time, which is probably why she went for the racketeering against him and others. She also would not answer about the leaked documents, which, boy, looks so fishy tonight. There was a leaked indictment that was put up midday today. Uh, in the afternoon before the jury apparently met to go over their decision. So why was that up before the jury even deliberated? That looks awfully fishy. She would not answer that question, and apparently you heard a question there from a reporter saying that indictment that was, quote, accidentally put up online and then quickly taken down mirrors the one of the, clearly all the charges against Trump. Uh, So somebody else did it, and it wasn't the jury. Uh, So did she basically bring it into the jury, say, here's what I think, and they just rubber stamped it and moved on? That's not the way the jury process is supposed to work. So that certainly is very suspicious. She also said that she intends to try all 19 people together. So if you thought it was going to be a circus in Georgia with just President Trump— It's going to be President Trump and 18 others potentially all in the courtroom and that the case would be tried all together, that she would put all the defendants together and lump them into one case. Uh, We'll see, of course, where all of this goes, but she is asking for a trial date in six months. Remember also in the special counsel case that is tied to the election issue, that's Jack Smith's case. He has been asking the judge for January 2nd. So guess what? It's going to be a very busy uh, January, February, March, April, May, June uh, for President Trump and a whole bunch of others now. Wow, wow, wow. When we come back, we're going to take your calls. Uh, What a stunning night it has been as now another indictment against President Trump for racketeering this time, among other charges, 18 others, including many of his attorneys. 1-800-848-9222. And you're listening live along with me, Rita Cosby, on what has been an incredible, uh, stunning night. And boy, a question of double standards of justice in America. You're listening to The Rita Cosby Show on 77 WABC. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Breaking news. Now the latest. Donald Trump has been indicted. Here's Rita Cosby. And what 
an amazing night uh, we have been through together. As you just heard, Fanny Willis, who is the district attorney there in Fulton County, Georgia, announcing her 41-count indictment against President Trump and 18 others. Uh, among the most serious charge, clearly, is the racketeering charge, which Fannie Willis just said. And this, to me, I think is basically the mission of the Democrats is to lock Trump up. She said, if there is a conviction on the racketeering under Georgia law, time served in Georgia has to take place. There's a mandatory minimum. Uh, there is no probation. Uh, no wonder she was desperate to try to get racketeering. By the way, Trump can still run for president, even if he's behind b- bars in Georgia. I mean, it, it is a wild, wild moment in history. And who knows? This has been like an election season like no other. She also was trying to push the trial date up. She said she wants it in the next six months, which means maybe it could come right after the other one, uh, election related, which is the federal one by Jack Smith. And also, she said uh, she intends to try them all together, and it includes many of Trump's attorneys. To me, this is such an unbelievable miscarriage of justice. Uh, This, to me, is so transparent. They had leaked the indictment earlier by accident. It went up on the website in Fulton County. Reuters saw it and got a copy of it. And you even heard the reporter there with me live when the reporter said, hey, it mirrors exactly what the grand jury came back with. But guess what? The grand jury had not come back yet with their decision yet. So what does that tell you? That tells me the fix was in. This, to me, is just an astounding moment. And you've got a local DA in Georgia who's saying it's some basically mob case when President Trump was questioning the election. We played the call, and that call is going to be played over and over and over again. You can bet in the next few months everywhere because that call is really the heart of it all. And they say that's the gotcha moment. But if you listen to it, he says, I have problems with XX and X. Can you look for the votes? Can you find the votes? And that could be interpreted as finding votes that he believes are there. Is it improper to question an election if your last name's Trump, but it's okay if it's the Democrats? What a sad day for American justice. This, to me, is incredible. This moment, and what a travesty in so many, many different ways. Let's real quick go to Jerry, line eight. Jerry, I'll give you a few seconds. Go ahead, Jerry. Yeah, hi, Rita. Uh, this, basically, all these indictments break constitutional law, they break public policy law, and they're misapplying the law and the facts. Uh, what we have here is somewhere, what I told you the other night, they're going to remove him from the ballot. And uh, you know what, Jerry? You are right. I've been thinking about you. That's what they're going to try to do. They're going to say he's behind bars or he's been accused of this. Jerry, do me a favor because we're up against a heartbreak. You call us tomorrow night. I will give you some time because you have some really important things. Everybody, to be continued. What another historic night and a miscarriage of justice.